Welcome to On the Way with Tony Chris. Each weekday, Dr. Chris will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Chris. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is podcast number 95. This week, I want to speak to you about fasting. I have had so many questions over the years about fasting because we're beginning to hear a lot about fasting from the secular world. Oddly enough, the secular world instead of the spiritual ecclesiastical world. And so I'm asked from time to time and have been asked again this week about fasting because now it is fashionable to fast from anything and everything. That is, I'm going to fast during this season. That means they're going to abstain from going to a movie. I'm fasting from movies. I'm fasting from TV. I'm fasting from you name it. People are fasting from it. And the word fast has come to mean the same thing as to abstain. Well, there's a word for that. It's called abstain, but it's not to fast. In the Bible, which is our final authority, fasting has to do with abstaining from food. Why? Because food is what brings us into a relationship with our flesh and with our appetites. And when we eat, we have a tendency to become lazy. Things that we were going to do, we put off. Things that we say, after lunch, after dinner, I'm going to do this. And then after lunch and after dinner, we never get around to it because we become lethargic. We become apathetic. Why? Because our bodies have taken in food and we've been satisfied with that. And because of that, everything starts working and digesting and we begin to be lazy. And so abstaining from food is a way to concentrate. It is a way to focus. It deprives us of something that is necessary, yes, but often we indulge. And so the way that you get a sloth to move, a lazy person to move, the way you get a sloth to move is to withhold food because a sloth will just sleep and hold on to a tree until it has to have food and then it'll move. The same thing, unfortunately, is true with many humans as well. But fasting in the Bible is something that is given by God to help us to focus on who he is and our relationship with him. Now, there's all kinds of fasts that are talked about in the Bible, but probably the premier passage in the Tanakh, in the Older Testament, in what we call the Old Covenant or the Old Testament, is in the prophet Isaiah, the prince of all the prophets. You remember that I have taught you in the past that the Hebrew Bible is divided into three sections, the Torah, the Nebiim, and the Ketuvim. The Torah is the book of instruction. It doesn't mean law. It means instruction, but the law is contained in it. The Ketuvim is the writings, and Psalms, the book of Psalms would be the first book in the writings. But the center section is the Nebiim, the Nebiim, whichever pronunciation you like, the B or the V, it's just the difference between a dot in the Hebrew language in the bosom of that B. 
or bait. And so Nevi'im or Nevi'im is the prophets. And they don't have major or minor. They have former and latter. And Jesus, when he was quoting scriptures in his walk here on this earth, he quoted out of three sections. And out of each one of those sections, he had a favorite book from which he quoted. For instance, in the Torah, Jesus quoted more of those first five books of Moses. Jesus quoted more from Deuteronomy, what we call Deuteronomy, than any other book. Now, Deutero is the word for second. Nomos is the word for law. And it means the second law. But it doesn't mean that a second law was given. It means that the first law, the law of God that was given to Moses, was rehearsed. It was somewhat given the second time as in delineated, spoken a second time. Why? Because there was a generation that had grown up in the wilderness that had forgotten the law. They hadn't even been keeping Passover. They hadn't even circumcised, which was the token of the Abrahamic covenant. They had not even circumcised their males. And so you'll recall the first thing they had to do when they got into the land was to go to Gilgal. That's what it became known as because it was the rolling away of the reproach of Egypt because they hadn't been circumcised. And then the manna stopped and they observed Passover. And so Jesus quoted from Deuteronomy. Why? Because it's a summary of the law. And then out of the writings, he quoted from the Psalms. He quoted from the Psalms more than any other book in the Tanakh. And then out of the Nebim, he quoted from Isaiah. And Isaiah is over and over again quoted in the New Testament, not just by Jesus, but by his followers, by the apostles. But in Isaiah 58, we have a fast described that God likes, and there is purpose in fasting. There are promises with fasting. There is protection in fasting. All of these things we're going to go over this week, and it will help us to understand what it means to fast. Now, in the New Testament, we're going to look at a passage in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, about fasting. And it talks about how to do it and when to do it and the manner and the attitude in which we're to do it. But I want us to focus in on Isaiah 58 and tomorrow talk about fasting as far as the purpose of fasting because it will help us everyone. I hope you can listen every podcast this week, especially as we learn about this vital aspect of the Christian life and walking with God as we walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at tonycrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at tonycrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.